Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. If basketball is all you care about, why are you boning me? Why don't you bone Dick Vital? Well, hello. Hello. And welcome to romcomcom.com, or as Sarah likes to call it. Romantic Comedy Commentary. I did it back. I did it backwards again. Mm-hmm. Why do I always do that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm here with Sarah. And I'm here with Justin. And if you couldn't tell from that exciting uh, beginning <laughs> quote, this week we're doing love and basketball. Who wants to bone Dick Vitale? Who doesn't want to bone Dick Vitale? Me. Although, in that movie, <laughs> he was so young. In this movie? Yeah. Which one's Dick Vitale? The one who talks like this. Wait, I thought that was... Um, Wait, I need to pull up a picture of Dick Vitale. Because I think I'm thinking of someone else. We're doing it, baby! Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. I have a friend, not a friend, someone I went to high school with, who on Facebook, she like puts up a lot of pictures of Dick Vitale. Why? Like, I think she really, I think she just really likes Dick Vitale. Vitale. Vitale? Vitale. 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 Is he still alive? Yeah. How old is he? I don't know. Do you want to guess how old he is? 76. 76? He's 81. Woo! Born in 39. Wow. And uh, so has, he was only 61 oh, back he's a, then. Just a baby in this. Mm, he looked good for 61. I guess. I mean, I, I thought that when I saw him on screen briefly. <laughs> you were like, this is it? Yeah. I think it was when, what's his name? Quincy is playing for the Lakers. No, no he doesn't do what? pro basketball. He does yeah, NCAA. He does, he, yeah. So it must have been. Well, he, he was in it when he was talking about who he was going to sign with, I thought. I, wasn't there like a cutaway to ESPN of them like, who's this kid going to uh, sign with? Oh, yeah. And like, he doesn't sound like Regis Philbin. Yeah, but a little bit. Who I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So going back, though, to last episode very quickly. All right. We talked about online dating a fair amount. Okay. I have had no movement in my online dating profile because I haven't just posted FYI, it yet. FYI, everyone. But yeah, just so everybody knows, but we do have it down to a really solid six pictures. I'm, oh. re- I'm really confident in four of them and two of them I had to fight for because oh. Sarah and Brian are helping to cure Am I it. fighting you for these? You don't like the one of me at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, it's a little goofy. I like it. Well, I am wearing a goofy hat. <laughs> so it is but a little goofy. But if you get six pictures, I guess... Um, you know, might as well go for something. No, exactly. Something that a little... shows your personality. Exactly. So either way, though, you mentioned this idea of like, if only there was a way of like some kind of dating thing where like your friends or this or, you know, like a, mm-hmm. aligning. I completely forgot. And I've never looked into it until right before we started recording. Facebook has a dating app. Oh, really? Yeah. When you like log into your regular app and you go to like where you can see, oh, most recent or search for this and that, there's a square for dating. And oh. I've never clicked on it. And while we were sitting here, I looked up an Click article. On it. I Well, Do it. in 2019, there was a Wired article. Mm-hmm. So this information may be outdated because, I mean, I literally just read this as we sat down. And it's like a separate app within an app. And it pulls mm. like your name and your birthday. And you can almost choose what to, it sounds like choose to link from your profile sort of. Huh. And it'll match you with people that go to like the same type of events that you go to Ooh. or within like a, I, I'm just Using reading the, the algorithm in your favor, I guess. It's, that's what it's saying. It's but, very inception-y. But here's the part that is, you heard me say, like, yes, we're talking about this. Let me just read you about a feature that I don't know that I feel, 
I, I don't know how I'd handle it. Right. Actually, I do know how I'd handle it. We'll get to that. <clears throat> Instagram will also become a part of Secret Crush, an existing Facebook dating feature that lets users select up to nine Facebook friends they want to express an interest in. Whoa, you already have to be friends with them? Yes. That's awkward. As long as that person indicates, and you'll find out and as long like, as that do person- Do you want to no, As long as that person in, in, uh, indicates they have a crush back, if someone adds you to their secret crush list, you'll receive a notification. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you then pick the same person on your list, Facebook will match you together. That's probably and reveal by your names. why random people have been trying to friend me on Facebook or something. No. Like random Dayton people who I don't know, who just are like friending me on Facebook. I'm like, I don't know you. Well, it says you need to be Facebook friends already. That's it what I mean. Like. That's why that's probably happening. Well, I, didn't I even can think say about it. That would a be like. I can't think of a single person I know that I I can't think Wanna of date. I can't think of one that I'm Facebook friends or that it would be like that it wouldn't be super duper awkward even if yeah. they selected the same thing it would be this like so strange uh, but I will say this uh, you just last, gotta go out and friend people last time I was on a dating app a couple an ex-girlfriend came up mm -hmm. and then like one or two girls i went to high school with that i kind of knew but not really yeah i was not interested in any of them obviously i gave them the positive swipe because i was like you know what this is out of this is just a respect thing i liked them as people maybe this will give them a confidence boost if they see we match or something mm -hmm. so i did do i did do that i don't love that i did not match with any of them don't worry yeah but then that means like but do they only know you match with them if they also swipe Correct, right? correct. Why Why do that to yourself? What if you did match and then you're like, just kidding, that was a pity swipe. Well, here's the thing. That's it worse, comes, Justin. No, no, no. It, come, it comes up so quick, Sarah, you don't think through it like that. Right, what yeah, you're yeah. saying makes perfect sense to me, <laughs> and, and I would have been caught in a cage. Mm -hmm. I probably would have just um, gone on dates with them and married one and just kept quiet about mm. it until a deathbed confession. <laughs> but so either way facebook has a dating app and i popped oh God, on there there are women in the world to well, swipe the other way well here's what's also weird at least i found not weird not weird that's the wrong way mm -hmm. to put it to me it was surprising if you go to the facebook dating website there are like four things at the top how to find sign in sign up and safety tips oh. of the four headings they give one of them is safety well, tips. well that makes sense well it it Especially does. in the Me Too era, it it does. But like, I'm a guy. I don't. I just don't think of that stuff. We've talked about before. I think that a girl I went on a date with once worked at the courthouse and ran a background check mm -hmm. on me before our date. Like, I never. That never even would have occurred to me. Yeah. But it gives like share carefully, watch out for scams, don't send money, and then it gives getting to know one tips, getting to know someone tips. Mm -hmm. and then meeting in person, stay staying well, safe, and if you feel uncomfortable or unsafe, we've talked do. about this before mm -hmm. that a man's greatest fear is being laughed at by a woman, and a woman's greatest fear is being killed. Like they are markedly different, and having that be like how you view the world. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not surprised at all that one of the four things is about safety because that's one of the first things I would think about. It's like, I'm trying to find this this thing. I'm, I'm reading the new uh, Corman Strike book. I know it's a little controversial because J.K. Rowling is her new book. She's, you know, under a lot of, pre a lot of heat right now. 
but I've read all four of the other ones and I'm going to read this one. And she's talking about the, the main character is talking about how she's dealing with this coworker who's kind of hounding her and kind of not listening to her. And she says, why do we do it? Why do we work so hard to keep the peace and to keep them happy? Because she's kind of like trying to deal with this guy in a nice way. And she said, because they can turn nasty, you know, just how nasty they can turn. And she had a bad experience where she uh, has a big scar on her arm, different things like that. Because literally, sometimes you are dealing with life and death. So women are oftentimes the peacemakers and the ones who smooth everything over it. It's okay. And laugh at your stupid sexist joke. And that's why the Me Too movement has caught such traction because, you know, women have been dealing with this shit for so long out of a sense of personal safety in in a lot of cases. And so it makes total sense to me. Well, even speaking of what you just said about, you know, planning ahead and even in these, it says staying safe. Like, okay, first one, tell someone about your plans. 100%. If Mm -hmm. I'm going on a date, I would say to someone like that, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, meet and stay in public. To me, that's a pretty no-brainer one, but okay, like, makes sense. Sure. Monitor any alcohol or substance consumption. Mm. Honestly, I just, for class, you know, you go out with someone, you meet them. I'm not, like, going to get wicked hammered, but okay, good advice. Here's the one that caught me. also keep track of your drink. No, absolutely. That's what they're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, physically make sure that nothing can be put. Here's the one that caught me, because this is, like, again, like, I wouldn't think of it. Mm -hmm. Make sure your phone is charged. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have thought Mm -hmm. of that. I mean, there's a guy, I'm just, okay, I guess it's whatever. I'll plug it in at a bar and arrange your own transportation. Mm -hmm. Don't have them pick you up. Especially if it, you've never met them before. Don't oh, yeah. have them meet at your house or something. I remember when I went on, like I would purposely, you know, when I've gone on these online date things, mm-hmm. like I was just aware of that portion. Like the rain. So I, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, well, we can meet here. I wouldn't even, bro. I would let them broach the like, oh, do you want me to pick you up? or When that time came type mm-hmm. of thing. Because it's mm-hmm. like little, I, I can see how it would be. Sure. A little much if I was like, oh, well, I'll come pick you up. Yes. Like, Where do you live? Give me your address. Give me all your address. <laughs> well, either way. So that was, I don't see how it really ties in like all your friends and things if it does, but I don't know. I just saw that and was like, I, I also don't think I'd do a Facebook dating thing. I just, I just I don't. Mean, that seems problematic to me. If you're already friends with somebody, is Facebook trying to get people out of the friend zone? Like, I don't know. Well, and also, they should, it people... should be called friend zone. <laughs> oh my god, is there a friend zone like a friend zone dating app? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna look sure that up. there is. Oh man, there... there's a board game, isn't there? Some sort of a game. Well, it's coming up as friend zone versus Tinder. What's the best app to find new friends? So... Oh. So that's for friends. Maybe it is. For, well, and then Bumble, when I was on Bumble, mm. there's three separate things you can scroll through and have a date. There's a dating one. There's like a professional one. And then there's a just finding friends one. Aww. So that does exist. Cute. Which would be, no, I can see that. If like you moved to a new city and you just didn't know anybody, mm-hmm. like it's really making adult friends is so freaking weird. Yeah, like hard. really weird. Yeah. Like I think dating is honestly easier to find like a, a romantic interest mm-hmm. than just find it. Because what the hell is friendship? Yeah. Like, Hey, I, can I just spend some time with you? <laughs> like I just, can we en- laugh together? No, exactly. Like I enjoy Later. being around you, but that's just like, 
that's it. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. I'm just, I'm. Yeah. It's because you don't have the shared experiences that you had as a kid and you're not forced together in ways that you were as a kid when you had less agency. And it's like, well, my mom just made me come to this or whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, and again, the shared thing has a big chunk to do with it because I feel like even, even in like the mid 2000s, early 2000s, like, well, pretty much up to like 2010 ish, there was at least like some sort of like cultural touchstone going on at any given time that people could relate. Like, whether it be like, oh, yeah, are you watching Survivor or oh, are you doing yeah. this mm-hmm. or whatever? And now everything's like so fragmented. Like, yeah. well, what do you just talk to a random person about to like start it off? Like, what is even, you know. Mm-hmm. I found a, a friend liked an obscure podcast that I enjoyed, yeah. and then we started talking. And so I met that friends was... at my gym. Are any? They're not single. I don't know any single ones. Shit. Oh well. Sorry, and I, most of them are older than us. To the Facebook dating app, I make. <laughs> All right. So this week, Sarah. Yes. Love and basketball. Yes. I had never seen this movie. I knew nothing about this oh. movie. I didn't know this is where Big Head came from. Because I'd heard that expression used oh. before. I had no idea about that. <laughs> it is two hours and four minutes of it's... delight. I oh, enjoyed I okay. enjoyed it. It's a long thoroughly. movie. It is, but I didn't think it felt like it. Oh, really? I, I, to me, I, I did watch it in two sittings. Brian but... thought it dragged in the fourth quarter. It separated into quarters. Though, did you notice they are very much uneven? Yeah. The oh, first yeah. quarter is 12 minutes, I yeah. The second quarter, I think, is 20, 25 minutes. No, they're minutes. not. Athletic. That bothered me a little really? bit. Really? It did kind You're of. You're just telling a story. I know, but it like, it kind of did. It's like sections. But they're called quarters. Oh my God. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> but either way, it's got good reviews. 7.2 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten oh, Tomatoes, yeah. 70% on Metacritic. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of people in here that I I recognize. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't yeah, know yeah. from where exactly, but... Mm-hmm. A lot of them I really recognize. And the one that really got me, though, was uh, Dennis Haysbert that plays... <laughs> Are you the, in good hands? I think of Serrano from Major League. Oh, yeah. That's Hatful true. Bat, Which he's warm. in with Omar Epps in Major League 2. Wait, oh, he is? Mm-hmm. Wait, who does Omar Epps play in Major League 2? Baseball player. Oh, baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> and this was also like Tyra Banks was in this out of nowhere? Yeah. I enjoyed this but movie. she's also in with Omar Epps in an earlier movie. Ah, wait, actually, real quick, we're diving into too fast. Sure. Do you want to do a real quick synopsis of the movie sure. before mm-hmm, we dive into mm-hmm. too much? Yeah. So, like I said, it's separated into quarters. First quarter, uh, what is her name? Monica? Monica. Monica moves in next door to Quincy and his family and pretend she's a boy so she can play basketball with them. Pretty soon discover she's a girl. They have a contentious relationship. The next day he asks her to be his girlfriend, then ends up pushing her over. She gets a scar on her face. Cut to 11 years later, quarter two. They both play basketball on the high school basketball team. Their rooms look in on each other across the lawn so they aren't really close during high school and he's kind of a ladies man but they still have that like next door neighbor kind of Dawson's Creek thing going on uh and he's his dad was uh um NBA player so he wants to follow in his footsteps and um she ends up going to the spring fling which is totally why don't they say prom I don't know. I wonder if it's kind of the same thing. So too. the spring fling with 
Get, uh, your mother, get my mother's pearls for the yes, spring flame. Get my mother's pearls. Uh, to With a guy that her sister set her up with who's in college. Meanwhile, he went with Gabrielle Union. And then after it was over, they end up like deciding they actually really like each other. He comes through his window and they end up making out and then they end up doing it. <laughs> they do it. And, uh, and, and they find out that both of them are going to USC in the fall to play basketball. Quarter three, they're at USC. They're playing basketball together. He finds out his dad had an affair and could have a kid out of marriage. His parents, Marriage is falling apart. Then she's actually getting pretty good, and the point guard hurts herself, so she becomes the starting point guard. He feels like she's not there for him. There's all this tension. They end up breaking up. Fourth quarter, she's playing in Spain, and he's playing for the Lakers. But he's, like, (laughs) sitting on the bench because he drafted um, only after a year of college, even though his dad was like, you need to get your education. And the WNBA doesn't exist yet. So she's in Spain. Does it exist? It's just starting. I can't remember. I don't remember mention of it whatsoever in this movie until the, it happens until at the, the end. end. Yeah. yeah, But at no point did someone say, you should go play in WNBA. Anyway. They made it sound like Spain was the only option. Right, that yeah. overseas was the only option. He tears his ACL. She comes home because she's miserable. Starts to get a job in banking with her dad, goes to visit him, realizes she still has feelings for him, but he's with Tyra Banks. He's getting engaged. The night before his wedding, they're both spending the night at at their own family's houses, and she sees him through the window again of her room, and she calls him out and says, I'll play you um, one-on-one for your heart. And they play to 10 or no. And then he says to five because I've got things to do. Uh. So they play basketball for his heart. And it's very, you know, this is the climax of the movie. And he ends up beating her. And then she walks away like fine. And then he turns and goes double or nothing. Which what does that mean? It means he's willing to. No, I get that. But how do you double? Never mind. Keep going. We'll get to this. Yeah. Oh, all right. And and then they make out and it's clear that they're going to be together. And then at the very end, it shows her playing for the WNBA. He's sitting with their daughter on the sidelines, cheering her on the end. But what is double or nothing in love? What are you doubling? What are you doubling? The game. No, I mean, play I get another that. game. I know. But the bet was like for his heart or not. I get that it was meant to be clever, but it just stuck with me. Like it doesn't that doesn't apply in this instance. It's not like a monetary thing where it's like, all right, double or nothing, like from 40 grand to 80 grand. It's like double your heart. Okay, it was clever and cute. I mean, I, I wasn't didn't clever. even think it about it like it that. It stuck with me. It stuck with me. It really did. I made a note about it. Huh. I said, what are you doubling? Is he giving double his heart? Is that what's happening? I guess. So the WNBA's inaugural season was 1997. This oh, movie came out in 2000, 2000 but okay. I don't know when it was like. But we don't know what the jump is. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and they have the, their daughters at the game, too, yeah, at the end. I said that. Oh, did you? It was cute. Yeah. I, I did. I really did like this movie. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I will tell you, mm. I watched this movie when I was, like, in high school. Mm. I must have watched it soon after it came out or something like that. But I, I definitely, I think, watched it by myself. or I don't remember, but I just remember being, like, on the 
other end of being into basketball. Like I had stopped after eighth grade, but I still was like, oh, this is really cool. I like this because I was always athletic and played sports a lot in high school. And I was like, that's so cool. And he likes her and she stood up for what she believed in. And then I was talking to Brian and he told me that that was like his sister's favorite, favorite, favorite movie. That makes perfect sense. And I could not stop watching this movie thinking about Brian's sister, who was a college athlete. And it was just so... It all made a, it exactly, made a lot of sense. Yes. It just was like, like an, that's exactly who she is, what she wanted, how she wanted life to work out, which is just so funny to me. And she's getting married this weekend, so it's very appropriate. Hey. But not to an athlete, um, even though... But she's continued to be hyper successful. She is extremely successful, but she gave up. You never know um, that professional volleyball league may (laughs) professional volleyball may come out of nowhere. Yeah, she could could be on the Olympic team. She could be play for the Columbus. Carrie Walsh is looking for a new partner all the time. You know, part of the Columbus Bumps. Is that a thing? Uh, No, but I'm saying maybe you know. There's the L.A. (laughs) Sparks, the Columbus Bumps. I mean, you know, like bumps that spike, right? Right. Can you think of something better? Spikes. (laughs) Spikes. Spi- <laughs> you like the Columbus of spikes? Of all the things, bumping is like the... Meh. I still think the Columbus bumps has a good ring to it. Think of like... <laughs> actually, no, I can't think of a single shirt. I guess the spikes, it could be like a railroad spike. Oh, and our logo could be like a train or something. And like a big train whistle every time they have a good uh, uh, I was thinking more a like volley. a hedgehog. Oh. Oh, yours is much Our better. Porcupine. Yours has substantially more levels than the bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm terrible at naming sports teams. Like, that's the most dynamic. The yeah. Spikes. Good job on the spikes. Thank you. Okay. But, yeah, so I was young enough to be like, oh, shit, they're going to do it. Like, that was a pretty sexy scene it, for a There was a lot rom-com. of... There were a few sexy scenes in this movie. Ooh, like, yeah. And the soundtrack for all oh, of those sexy gosh. scenes, yeah. on point. Spot on. Well, I mean, they let you know right out the gate what was happening. Things are going down. Well, it opened right out the gate with Al Green. Yeah. You knew. Like, God, I love Al Green. Everyone loves Al Green. Isn't there a very white song in there, too? I'm There has to be. There's yeah. so much. There is just... There's so much good music. Yeah. Here's the thing that's going to maybe not blow your mind because I've maybe I've told you this before. So my mom is a, a 70, 74, 73, 74, something like that. Mm-hmm. Year old woman mm-hmm. has serious radio. I may have even said on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Every time I get in her car, 90s R&B station. <laughs> it is all like I could I could put the CD for the soundtrack in her car and she would never it would it would not change That's a so bit. Funny. I know Aww. and she loves it and I'll I'll walk in the kitchen if she's cooking and she'll have on like Hmm. this movie's soundtrack essentially yeah. and it's just makes See, me chuckle. I like like the older stuff like I was at my parents on Friday and my dad was trying to come up with some music to listen to while we were doing dishes and I put on like there's a box set called Have a Nice Decade. It's like 70s, all 70s music. And they had like Old Al Green and James Brown and a bunch of like one-offs, like the Shy Lights and the sh- like bunch of one-hit wonders, but were really impactful songs like, have you seen her? Baby, have you seen her? Seen her? And just such good like R&B soul music in there in the 70s that was baller. It's, I do not see... Barry White on the soundtrack. But again, they only have 12 songs on here. 
there definitely is a Shaka Khan, so mm. that's good. Yeah, and Soul Sisters on there. There, this is this is just this is just delightful. There's a mm-hmm. Black Eyed Peas song. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know they were that early. I neither did I. Complete Beloved, performed by the Black Eyed Peas and Les hmm. Nubians. Oh, but the one that got me, if we're mentioning just the soundtrack, is it's just a great song, period. But it's in Clerks 2. Candy girl, you are my world. <laughs> yes. All I need. <laughs> it's all the lyrics I know. Dun, 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 dun. What is the Black Eyed Peas song called? Complete Beloved. It's four minutes and 19 seconds, if that helps. Things we're learning. Well, okay, Sarah, if you had to guess, what year would you guess that the Black Eyed Peas as a band became active? Well, now I'm like earlier than I would have thought. I thought it was like around the year 2000, but maybe it's like 96? 95. Okay. It lists the Black Eyed Peas as current from 19... Wait, wait. Yes, 1995 to present. Also known at one point as the Black Eyed Pods, according to Wikipedia. No huh. idea if that is true whatsoever. Um, though, according to the Black Eyed Peas trivia, 24 facts I've just brought up, mm-hmm. uh, they date back to 1988 when eighth grader Will I Am and hmm. Apple D App met and began rapping and performing together hmm. in Los Angeles. So it's Will I Am. Uh, it is yes, Will I Am, App App D Apple D App, oh. App D App. Uh, Kim Hill was with them until almost 2000. Hmm. And uh, also early on was Dante Santiago. Uh, when Dante Santiago left the band around 96, hmm. Taboo took over. Okay. Uh, Fergie came on somewhere around 2002 and was with them. I think that changed a lot when she came in. Added, became more poppy. Yeah. I mean, from what we've just heard, most certainly. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And then Fergie left somewhere around 2017 and was replaced about 2018 with someone named J. Ray Soul. Huh. I mean, it says that they released wow. an album. Let's see here. Masters of the Sun, Volume 1 in 2018. Translation in 2020. I can't say I know any no of these Black idea. Eyed Peas songs. Zero idea. Huh. Interesting. I want to ask you so many Black Eyed Peas facts, but I can't even, <laughs> I don't read, know I can't even read through. I can't even find a... Uh, uh, ooh, Okay. At the 52nd Grammy Awards Ceremony, Sarah, held in January of 2010, okay. the Black Eyed Peas had six nominations, Whoa. 2010 Grammys. Hmm. How many of those six nominations did they win for? They weren't new, obviously, so they didn't have like all that new artist stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which tends to blow people up. I don't know, Five. They won three that year. I was going to say three. They won three. Hmm. Uh, I bet over. All of these are way too long for me to read through <laughs> and actually ask you good what questions. A random stat. They won half. <laughs> hmm. cool. One of the facts on here. These are terrible Black Eyed Peas facts. Originally an alternative hip hop group, they subsequently changed their musical sound to pop and dance pop. That, well, yeah, but that's absolutely. Not like a, that's not like an interesting... It's a thing that happened, but yeah. it's not like... It would help to know when and why. Yeah, it's not like Apple D app is related <laughs> to like the Applejacks family. What? I don't know. It's He's got Apple <laughs> in his damn name. I got nothing here. Okay, back to it's the movie. Steve Jobs. All right, now we're done with Black Eyed Peas All right. facts. All right. Uh, how badly did they handle her getting that scar on her face? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, it was re- not even remotely in the same place. 
<laughs> and then it was half covered with a band-aid so you could still see it, which is like, how badly did her mom cover that up first aid wise? Well, and it was a scrape. And, and they then, didn't make it look like a gouge or anything big. Yeah. It just looked like a normal scrape. Yeah. And then they, she, because Sana Latham has a scar on her lower Almost to her jawline. Oh, wait. The, does the actress really have a scar yeah, there? That's oh, they, that's why they did that's it? That's why they did it. Oh, it's like Indiana Jones and the Whip. Yeah, but like... I generally thought they just added that as a character thing. Who fucking cares? I, thought they, I know, but I thought they added it as a character thing. Like, you I, could describe okay. that in so many ways, but no, it's because he knocked her over and scraped her face, you know? How would you rather have had that explained? Not at all. <laughs> it's not necessary. Okay, that's fair. Like... No one's, and then they zero in on it when she's playing basketball in the beginning of the second quarter. It's like, okay, we get it, we get it, continuity. All right. Have you ever given someone a scar or anything like that? Though? No, but I have a scar from basketball. What is it? Girl's fingernail. What? Wait. Can you see it? Wait. What did that bitch do to you? She scraped me with her fingernail. We were both going up for a rebound. I don't think I'd be able to see that unless you were pointing it out. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's faded. Oh, so it was like a scratch. I thought you meant like she came up and like. She did. Like dug in. Like a. Like a. Like a talent. Yes. Oh, my God. Why? That's what happened. She was on my fucking team, too. Wait, we what? We were scrimmaging and she didn't like me. And she just went for it? Yeah. I don't like her. Yeah, I saw her at the 10 year reunion. It was fine. Did you show her the scar? I wanted to. You shut up. And like, <laughs> hey. And be like, your fucking dad was the assistant coach and he never let me play. Hey, Allison, you bitch, get over here. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. She didn't really intend to. She just had long fingernails and was just talony. I feel like long fingernails and basketball don't really go together. It's not a good idea. No, it seems like a terrible idea. This is what happens. It's just funny that I have a permanent mark. I would be terrified if I gave someone a like a scar. Yeah. I would be terrified and I would never stop apologizing to them <laughs> about it. And she says I think in the second act, she says something about like, oh, you gave me this scar. He's like, you're still hung up on that. It's like, no, you have like a fa- you gave her a facial scar. You, mean still you still hung care up on about it. that? I thought yeah. you wanted a bone dick vital. <laughs> like, yeah, he's very flippant. But I like how she calls him on it, you know, whereas everyone else is like, do me. Just hang out with me, Q. Who is the shortest basketball player? Like, come on. Wait, how five ta- ten? How tall is that? How tall Omar Epps is? Yeah. Or do you want me to? Do you know that that's He's how tall five, he is? Five ten. It's not listed on his Wikipedia page. Somebody's gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up because I was like, "This does. This isn't right. He's too short." I feel like you could be a basketball player though at five ten. Wasn't what was Scooney Penn? Well, no, Wasn't there he are the a couple of short ones. Oh well, Scooney Penn was only five eleven. So there mm. you go. And I isn't that one of the guys people always talk about being? Shorter? Somebody Webster or Webb is short. Muggsy Bogues. He's Muggsy the really Bogues, short That's one. the one I was He's thinking five, of. He's 5'3". Okay. Spud Webb. That's who you're thinking of? Yeah. Spud Webb is 5'7". Okay. So I guess you're right. He is pretty short for a, a basketball player. It's like, yeah, you can be a short basketball player, but like, it's really very rare. And, you know, he, I don't know. It just felt like. That took it away hmm. for you? I just, I guess I didn't have this high school experience and it did, it made me laugh because I didn't have the experience of the cool guy in the leather jacket or the, the letterman jacket. Mm-hmm. Like the times I saw guys wearing around their letterman jackets and acting like big shots. 
I even thought they were lame back in high school. <laughs> like yeah. I and I don't remember there being really many guys that did that at my high school. Nineties Los Angeles, baby. Well, I mean what son of an NBA star for the Lakers? Come on. Clippers. Was he the Clippers? He's Clippers. Oh. I remember Clippers because then he said he wanted to play for them, but then he played for, for the they Lakers. showed him on the Lakers, yeah. but they made it sound like he moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. But still, did you have people doing this at your high school? Like walking around with, really? Yeah, football players. My mom. Basketball players. So I got my, my varsity letter in bowling. Mm. You can do that because I did it. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, well, do you? Do you want to get a Letterman jacket for bowling? I was like, there's absolutely no way in the world I want to get a Letterman jacket for bowling, but thank you for asking. I got a varsity letter for field hockey and band Did you and get... academic team. Ah, did you get a jacket for academic no. team? Did you get a jacket for any? No. Like, seriously, those jackets are expensive, yeah. man. Aren't they like two, three hundred bucks? I thought they were like 150. No, really? I Let's. I want now. I need to. My find mom out. asked me too, and I was like, "No, I don't. I don't want that." It's the same exact thing. Of, do you want a high school class ring? No, no, I don't. No, I'm really good Mm-mm. on that, and I never All understood. Uh, Justin's is smart enough here, Sarah, to not give you the pricing <laughs> on their website. They do give you a lot of options, though. Mm. You can get things embroidered everywhere. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Just embroider the fuck out of it. I mean, look at this. These are what you can get in the chest area. These are the sleeve areas. These are the pocket areas. And we're not Mm. even talking the back back decals. You can get a lower back one and a lower back two. You can get a double tramp stamp. Yeah, you can get a lower. Oh my God. Might as well be a bullseye. It's the high school tramp stamp. The high school varsity (laughs) athlete tramp stamp is what that is. I think I knew a couple kids. No, there's no, I think I knew. Why am I treating that so, so tenderly? I a hundred percent knew kids that got varsity jackets from marching band. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. More power to you, man. Yeah. Never in our school. Cause our marching band was kind of, cause we had such a small school and for whatever reason, people were kind of cool with each other. Like we had football players in our band and like, wait, what would they do during games? They unfortunately couldn't, couldn't really. Although I think Philip, um, like ran out and played his last game senior year, came out and played the tuba. <laughs> <laughs> Did he wear his football outfit? Yeah, he just yes. ran out with his with his uh thing on, his uh jersey. And uh you could just kind of do that because there were only like fifty people in the band mm. and it wasn't like super serious. Like there were some schools where like the band had like fucking two hundred people and it was like you couldn't play another sport because you were dedicated to this band. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of kids who then go to Ohio State and play in Ohio State's band. We were just fucking around. Like, we had a great time, (laughs) but everybody did other stuff. Like, my good friend, a bunch of people ran cross country. You know, I played field hockey. Some people played soccer. And you could do both and make it work. That's I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Mine wasn't that big. Mine wasn't like... You know, I think my entire school was, I don't know, I feel like four or 500 people, maybe. Yeah. Maybe tops. So Mm -hmm. same thing. But of all the sections in your band, what was the one that was the most intense? Like the people that were this, just like the most into it. Was there a section? Because I can identify the one from my school. And I wasn't even in band. The nerdiest, I would say, were the trombones. Oh, yes. Uh, Probably the trumpets were the most intense and the most um, competitive, for sure. That was a lot of testosterone. I was the only girl trumpet player. 
Um, and then anytime somebody in a woodwind would mess up, we would all shout, all brass band, all brass band, all brass band, because it was like, you stupid idiots over here playing the oboe out on the field. You had an oboe in your marching band? Yeah, we had an oboe and a clarinet. Clarinet. I, we had a clarinet because yeah. I know you know the clarinet player. Yeah. Okay, so not to put too fine of a point on it, the most intense part of my high school band. Not to put band. too fine of a point on it. Say, I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Is that a song? Birdhouse in your soul. While you're at it, keep an eye light on inside a birdhouse in your soul. Is that like a like a country song? Or is that like a... I have a secret to tell from my electrical well. It's a simple message and I'm leaving out the whistles and bells. So the room must listen to me. Filibuster vigilantly. My name is Blue Canary. One note spelled L-I-T-E. My story's infinite. Like a lodging symphony. It doesn't end. Blue Canary in the outlet by the light switch. Who watches over you? Little bird house in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little bird house in your soul. That was beautiful. <laughs> The most intense part of my high school band, Sarah, <laughs> was the drum line. And oh. I had a huge crush on a girl on the drum line that can come up. There was up a girl a, drummer. There, was, there were several girl drummers, mm. and that's how I got to know them. She did, and I cannot put, again, too fine of a point on this. I cannot mm. stress it enough. She did not like me back. Oh. But I was in high school, so I could not take that clue. Yeah. Our drum line was probably the stupidest. <laughs> There was the joke, there's nothing dumber than a drummer. And they were always like the dumb guys. <laughs> like Ours were the ones that... they thought they were so cool. Ours all thought they were cool, for sure. I don't know that ours were stupid necessarily. We made fun of them a lot. I guess they were some of them kind of dumb, but they thought that... Um, I'll put it this way. A lot of them wore drum keys around their neck in case they had to tune oh, a drum, you wow. know, in the middle of See, I just didn't even know what a drum key was. Yeah, see, ours um, did. What's the difference between a drummer and a government bond? What is the go- difference between a drummer and a government bond? A government bond eventually matures and makes money. <laughs> what do you call a drummer who just broke up with his girlfriend? I don't know. What do you call a drummer who just broke up with his girlfriend? Homeless. <laughs> Good old band jokes. So that's my band thing. Okay. 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 I was just looking at my notes too for this movie. Did you play in the band? I did not. At one point I played saxophone for like a year in fourth grade mm. and I just didn't take to a musical instrument that age. And I keep thinking about mm. kind of like picking it back up and screwing around with it. I mean, but... I think I wouldn't have either. I was never interested in band mm-hmm. like in grade school, but I came to it later and totally fucking caught up. Slammed it in their faces. Pshaw. Well, do you think it helped that your dad also played trumpet? Absolutely. Like that he would push you to do to do the trumpet? No, he didn't push me. I was. Oh no, but I mean, like that he was passionate about it. Not like yeah. he forced you to, but I mean, like yeah, his I saw excitement. his passion. That's what I mean. Yeah, and his yeah. expertise helped. And then I had an awesome trumpet teacher named Basil. He was an old Basil the trumpet. He teacher? was like seventy-five when I had him. Yeah, he had this big hard belly you know old man belly Uh uh-huh he was a short little italian guy and um he was always wow you do play well was vaguely sexist (laughs) but but very good teacher and um helped me a lot with my embouchure 
the somber shirt. <laughs> That's how you hold your mouth. <laughs> Pushing the air out of your mouth. Sir, you may want to be careful telling people as a child an old man helped you with your ombre shirt. Oh. That sounds... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if a kid ran up to me like, he helped me with my ombre shirt, I'd be like, I'm going to need to call someone. <laughs> like, now I need to call someone. I think the director of this movie did a great job with some things like mm. they were so heavy handed mm. but they were done so well like that when I she looks them. down at his wiener i don't particularly remember that like she looked down at his wiener yeah when she like takes off her shirt and he like looks and he's like when they're mm-hmm. doing it for the first time you mean yeah and then he takes off his pants and she like looks down and is like <gasps> i don't remember that i must have been in the middle of eating something <laughs> justin <laughs> You have to realize I am usually eating dinner while watching movies. Uh, We've talked about this before. No, Yeah, no, like that. That's a really good Mm -hmm. example. The other one that I've written down is at the dance when they're dancing with different people Mm. as the song I Want to Be Your Man is playing Mm. and they're looking at each other kind of forlorn. Yeah. And there were were two or three other good examples in this of just, again, it was like so hard-hitting 90s true romance. Well, and I mean like... Okay, so another thing is when they were playing strip basketball. Mm. Again, like how heavy handed it was. In his dorm room. But they were trying to make it. a little like back of the door basketball. What, what jumped to my mind was just like, it, people have joked about what would competitive sex look like. It's like she was trying to do that. That was competitive yeah. sex. And it, and it sure. did, but it, none of it felt to me overly silly or no. overly, even though it was crazy heavy handed, it mm-hmm. all fit just the right way. Well, apparently way. she wrote this. I um, saw that, yeah. This is Gina Prince Bythewood. Yeah, and she had like uh, Secret Life of Bees was really mm-hmm. popular and she was hers. She wrote the screenplay for and directed that. She just did the movie on Netflix, The Old Guard. With Charlize Theron. Yeah. yeah. Um, she did also do one that I vaguely remember called Biker Boys with a Z. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that on there. Uh, but apparently this was produced by Spike Lee and she did a reading of it at Sundance and got a, they got a bidding war for it. Off of a reading? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So there you go. She's a good writer. What was your take on their big argument that they had in, oh, in college? I thought that made he was like, being dumb. Okay, that was. I would be. Yeah, that's kind the of the argument I your was, take was that she was playing and was too focused on basketball. She had to leave to make curfew so that she could play in the game the next day. And now tell me, like, but she was trying to comfort him who had just found out that his parents marriage was falling apart mm. and then he's like you have to leave and she's like i've got curfew and he got like all pissy and ended up breaking up with her over it because she just can't be there for well did he didn't break up with her i think yes, she he did didn't she break up with no because she came in after that night and there was another girl there they took to get burger king and they got in and then, like i gotta take another girl out just to show you but then didn't what she, my feelings are and then he broke up with her at that okay for yeah. some reason i don't remember she he broke, broke up, up with her okay what well, He's like, well, this is done then. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, if you're a collegiate athlete, presumably on a scholarship, like, curfew is not a like yeah. mess around thing. Like, that's a you yeah. get in, like, real Well, and that's what they've thing. always fought over is literally love or basketball. Your feelings for me versus... This movie's title. Your this, feelings for basketball. This movie is literally about She two was things. always choosing basketball, which would piss him off, but also attracted him to her. That's why he liked her. Yeah. And so that was like the the crux of their relationship when, from when they were little kids until right now. And she would choose basketball. I mean, could they have picked a better name for this movie? You know, it is, all is it, fair in love and basketball. I think the argument, but you don't talk to someone that you've known for that long 
You stop talking to him. But for that long? And he's also totally disillusioned by relationships now that he's seen his parents fall apart. But we're both on her side here, Absolutely. correct? Okay, good. Yeah. That's, I don't I don't want to make it seem like we're arguing he's against wrong. each other. And he knows he's wrong, because when they run into each other again in chapter four, fourth quarter, um, he's like, oh, I was just a stupid kid. And it's true. He didn't know how to handle his feelings or what mm-hmm. to do. And they needed that time apart, apparently, to both grow up and know what they wanted. I mean, I can kind of see ish what he's saying, where maybe he felt like pushed to the side when something got really, you know, was really important to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also it's like, well, you kind of know this world of collegiate athlete. You right. know what the stakes actually if are. If anyone knows it, you know it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. What the hell? He had another girl show up the next day. To, like, what, what, was that, what was that move? What was What is that? And then his justification was like, I need to bring another girl around just to get your attention. And she's like, what the fuck? I had the, I, so I'm, I'm assuming something like this has never happened to you. He's though, playing right? games like they usually show girls play games, you know? It's like he's playing these mind game shit things. I vaguely had something like this happen many years ago. Mm-hmm. Very vaguely to me. Mm-hmm. Basically, like that, a girl was making it clear that I was replaced before, like we broke up, and it was weird. Ugh. I know, but it was like it. It was a girl that I I had dated in high school, and then I went to college, and she was a senior. It was that thing. Okay, and then like it. I just remember at one point I called her. And I'm like, "Oh, what are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, I'm down on OSU's campus. I'm I'm at a house there." I'm like, "It's like a Wednesday. What are you up to?" She's like, "Oh, we just we met some people that were in band." I'm like. What is that? What? And it was just very clear something was going on, and I didn't know how to handle it because I was like, eight. Was she trying to get you to break up with her? I no, I think she generally just didn't. I think she hated me at that point, and I just don't. I think she was trying. Yeah, I think she was trying to get me to break up. I have no clue why she was dating me because she. I've told you about this girl. She very much made it clear she did not like me. It was really weird. But I was like, uh, I was like a puppy or something. That was just I kept ignoring things, and now looking back, maybe she was was like, like. physically attracted to you but kind of mad about it so then she was like being destructive well i'm gonna be very honest with you freshman year justin thought a chin strap was a cool bit of facial hair for a while so uh what were you listening to music wise then that's when i started getting into fish okay i was actually there that and motion city soundtrack was pretty heavy on the (laughs) that's uh, funny it was a mixture of fish and motion city soundtrack and (laughs) for some reason i unironically got really into the ashley simpson cd freshman year of college oh my yeah i know at the chin strap. I was a hot mess, dude. Wow. I was a hot stinking mess. Well, so was I, geez. We all were. Well, so either way, I kind of had an ish run in like this, and I just kind of ignored it. I was like, huh, that's way <laughs> too... Strange. Well, because it was like, this is way too weird for me to know what to do with. I think we broke up mm. seriously like a, like a week later. Um, but I do just kind of remember being like, ah... This is just unexpected, <laughs> but I don't have any proof anything's going on, and it's so weird. Because mm-hmm. it can, like, what's she to do? Show up and, like, you're going out with, wait, what the, wait, what? I, I don't know. I didn't care for that. I didn't care for that scene at all. I didn't care for that scene one Yeah, day. that was tough. Tough for Monica. And when I also liked the basketball game. Which I, one? The the last one. The one for love. Oh, the the, the one-on-one. I love that one because, like, there's so much tension. Oh my god! In the music, is he gonna throw the game? Yeah. Is he gonna try his hardest? Is she gonna try her hardest? Yeah. 
Well, she clearly is because she wants to win his heart. Yes, desperately. So then it all comes down to like, what's he going to do? How's it going to play out? Who's going to win this? You know, it was a great climax. It was. And the music was, everything was was built Mm -hmm. perfectly. And I, in my head, it was kind of like, talked a lot about when you have those break, those like the end of the breakup conversations, like you're maybe kind of fighting to maybe think you can win them back type of thing. I've Mm -hmm. had those. Uh, And it almost in your head does feel like like a like a basketball game or sport where there's like yeah. a give and take and all of a sudden like you have momentum and like okay good mm-hmm. this is going the right direction and then it all just falls apart in one quick second it's like oh no he got two baskets or it real comes fast together. or it all come it's never all come together for me not once it's always falling apart thought I had good momentum but so <laughs> but I thought this was like the perfect visual representation of the feeling of going through one of those yeah I, I thought they I thought they nailed it the, and, the and back still. And forth. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. like the the entire Well, the and tension. and what's what that really showed was how much she was willing to fight for their love. Yeah. And she was able to show it through basketball, the language they both speak, and it almost like showed him like how much she cared about him in a way that was nonverbal kind of or how much she was willing to like put on the line to win his love or something which is awesome so then i for- and it has a lot of female agency which i really liked about this movie i honestly I, she's the driver in it i think she's the interesting person oh absolutely like i would call her the main character she's the protagonist yeah too. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. no i i well i mean again the the Female written sports movie. Female written, female directed. Mm-hmm. And I liked the the parents subplot yeah. that they had going on. Like yeah. it backed up everything kind of the right way Absolutely. and just added enough That's kind why of tension Dennis there. Haysbert said he joined that cast because he had just played a cheating husband in the last movie he was in. He's like, I don't want to do this again. But then he said that what really got him was the father and son um, relationship and mm-hmm. that being the real emphasis on that, which was cool. And then he doesn't talk to his dad for what did the dad say? Like five years yeah. or something? Crazy. So the woman who plays uh, Monica's mom is Alfrey Woodard. Okay. Uh, and she has played her mom in three movies. No. Which is crazy. What three movies? Uh, you're going to ask me that. Oh, this no. is the first one that she played her mom in. It says that Alfred Woodard has played Sana Lathan's mom in three separate movies, Love and Basketball, Something New, and The Family That Prays. Yeah, The Family That Prays. Yeah. I thought, I thought she was good in this, too. Which is kind of weird. Like, there's so much... Maybe it's because it's a black comedy, mm-hmm. and I feel like that world tends to be quite small. Mm-hmm. Like, these, these, these pictures that do fairly well, uh-huh. like... Dennis Haysbert's in quite a few things. Obviously, Alfred Woodard been in a few things. It's like those are some of the only movies that I even know by name. Mm. Are like something new. Omar Epps and Sine Lathan were in The Wood together, um, which is also what's his name Tay Diggs, who was in um how stella got her groove back it's like all these like waiting to exhale how stella got her groove back family that prays the broom mm-hmm. all of these movies are like the best man the best man holiday are are somehow like the same like 25 to 30 actors yeah all recycled and i feel like i don't know i feel like that's like kind of a 
sad in a way that Hollywood only allows like certain black people to be successful. Mm. It's like we've decided that these people are the palatable black people. But also I think it's a very small uh, number of black people who are writing and directing movies in Hollywood and they're using the people well, they're comfortable like, yeah, with. I mean, the same way that... And... Uh, what's his name? The one guy keeps using the same people from like Tenenbaums. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Like the or, same or Christopher like Nolan too. Like, like directors will pick their actors. It's just unfortunate that there are so few black directors in a lot of ways. It's like Spike Lee, <laughs> you know? And, you know, Ava... Um, the hell is her name? Duvernay. Duvernay, yeah. Good, good job. That I just, I, yeah, I pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. Man, Omar Epps has been in a lot of stuff. Oh my god! I just don't even. I'm House. Yeah, House is my jam. I got really into that. My dad got so obsessed with House, he would have to watch one before bed every night, and we almost had a House intervention. That's because funny. he was so into house. Did he ever think that he had gotten um, shit? What's the name that house? Did he ever worry that he had sarcoidosis? <laughs> it's not sar. It's what's the other one? It's, it's never sarcoidosis. It's never sarcoidosis, and it's uh, lupus. It's always like could be lupus. No. Yeah, for ha- I just typed in is it ever sarcoidosis? And an article came up for house. It's either lupus or sarcoidosis. <laughs> Has it ever been sarcoidosis? Yes. Season five, episode 22 was sarcoidosis. So that's wonderful. You know who was in a little arc on that show? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, yeah, he was. He was the rapper guy at the um, uh, the insane asylum, or the, yeah, the insane asylum, psychiatric hospital. Psychiatric hospital, yeah. It was like a three or four yeah. episode arc. And they put yeah. on a talent show. Yeah. I Which, of them. course, he can't not do that in uh... anything he's in. <laughs> Oh my god! He's a song and dance man, Sarah. He truly a song is. And dance He's a modern man. day music man. Okay, well, how old do you think Alfre Woodard is? Alfre Woodard. Which one's he again? She's a girl. And she... oh, okay, the mom. Okay, yeah. Okay, Alfre Alfre Woodard, who played the Sana's mom, Monica's mom. How old is she now? Mm-hmm. Or what year was she born? I'll say I'll say how old she is because I don't want to do too much math. Because she was in the latest, um, not the latest, but she was in the Avengers movies too. Was she? Mm-hmm. She was in Civil War. Oh. I'm going to guess, God, just based on how old this movie is, is she like 60? She is 68. No. Yeah. Oh, she looks great. I, I know. was just shooting off of years. She does not age. No. Because she, in in Civil War, which was like five years ago, mm-hmm. she plays a mom to a kid who died in uh, Sokovia, uh, who was like, you know, 22. And, but she's like, <laughs> can totally pull that off. No, she, she can And she can play the mom in 2000. That's ridiculous. Like 15 years apart. And she's playing basically the same character. God, I feel like I'm getting to the she point where She just keeps I'm playing age. the mom. I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm aging out on playing a dad. And I she's know. like still in her 60s. She's dude. still That's doing one, it. That is wonderful. She looks great too. Yeah, wow. she's amazing. Her big eyes. She has the biggest, poppiest eyes. The only person who may rival her is Omar Epps. Those are two of the actors with the biggest eyeballs. Amazing. 
Kyra Banks looks terrifying in her picture, by the way, on Google. Oh, really? It's not doing her any favors. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Tyra. intense eyes. She's smizing. She's smizing? Yeah, it's smiling when you smile again. with your eyes. How do you do that? I don't know. She yelled about it all the time on what? Top Model. I did. I'm going to be honest with you. I did stand when this all started. Are you doing it right now? Trying to. <laughs> you just looked like you were staring at me very intensely. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I did when this all started, like the first w- week when it was very clear we had to keep wearing masks. I spent oh. about five minutes in front of trying the mirror to trying to figure out how to do it, and I couldn't. And what I realized, I just have to like make my eyebrows go kind of high, like, but it doesn't really look it like... It gives you the crazy you eye. You look terrifying when you're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because you have a strong eyebrow and you like, it looks menacing. Yeah. It's oh, like no. crazy tone. Please do not look at me like that with a mask. <laughs> yeah, like this. No, now you just look like you're in trouble. <laughs> Who hurt you? Do you need help? Tap once for help. Let's run through our tropes real quick then and see what we think Trope-ity of this as a romantic tropes. comic. One, meet cute, gives her the face scar when they're kids. I love it. I love a, mm-hmm. I love a kid meet cute. The meet cute was very Shakespearean. She's pretending to be a boy. Not for that long, though. No. It's like long enough to pick teams. Yeah. yeah, for to let her play and show that she can actually play. Like, you can't ball. You're a girl? You can't, you can't ball. ball. I can ball. <laughs> That's so great. The part, I love the part uh, shortly after that. Like, you want to be my girl? She's like, okay. Like, I bring you flowers when you get angry. She's like, I don't like flowers. What do you? What do you say he's gonna give her like candy or something? Yeah, that was cute. I like that. And And then then they kiss, and then he's like, okay, you can't play ball anymore. And she's like, I'm going to. She like pushes bike over or something. No, he pushes her her over. Okay, that's how she got the scrape. That's right. They got in a tussle. Yeah. Uh, So yes, we have a good meet cute. Yeah, love the meet cute. Their conflict is that they love basketball. Love basketball. (laughs) Is their love of basketball greater than the love they have for each other? Yeah. I mean, that really is what it kind of like boils down to. And his attraction to her is related to his love of basketball and hers too. But he, as a man, is thinking, you know, I'm going to have all these girls and he gets a lot of attention mm. which is she clearly doesn't get for being an athlete because well, he says who are you taking the dance spalding yeah the basketball <laughs> yeah oh and then he sees her in a dress and he says i didn't know nike makes formal wear actually that line crush was that was great. that was really funny yeah that was really funny was really that good. whole dance scene man that was good. was good oh and their chemistry when they were like yeah. after the dance like when she, he had her open the letter or she had him open the letter yeah, and all that. Yeah, because he drove her home. That got me a little misty-eyed. That was it after really the... really was so sweet and Oh, yeah, after the dance. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that was so just... No. So, their chemistry, the actors worked yeah, together. they really they did. They worked really well together. Well, they'd just been in a movie the year before together. They knew each other well then. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we do have a conflict. It's about love and basketball. That's right. And how else um, fair in it. That's right. Uh, the soundtrack is great. The soundtrack is fantastic. We already fantastic. talked about that. Though I will say the the actual soundtrack soundtrack that you can purchase is missing uh, a couple. Just look on Spotify. Songs. I'm yeah. sure they'll have yeah the rest of it because a few of the few choice tracks just aren't on the it. good ones. Yep. There is a secondary love story with his parents. Yeah. falling apart. Uh huh. But then there's also to juxtapose that her parents are. Solid as a rock. Yes. But they don't get into them too much. If a much. model slid into your living room sitting on a rock right when you said that, <laughs> that would have been. Do you come with a rock? 
montage basketball montage. There were two. There were a couple. There were yeah. two. I wrote down. There was definitely. Uh, I made a montage, an early season montage of them playing college basketballs mm-hmm. to a, a song that sounded like TLC, but wasn't TLC. Mm. So there was that one. And then there was a tiny Don't montage. Chasing basketballs. <laughs> Please, Please stick, stick to, to the, the dribbles and the shots that you're used to. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're welcome. I know that you're gonna foul me or <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Oh, you're better. Okay. There was also a tiny montage of him recovering from his ACL tear while she was getting a new career. So we had, yeah, she was in the bank being miserable and he was in the hospital. So we had at least two distinct montages on this. Mm -hmm. I think there was one, another one of her like playing ball in Spain too. Maybe there might have, that might have been the same one. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we had a cameo. Dick Vitale, baby. Vitale. Yeah. Dick Vitale. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. <laughs> and Kobe Bryant is in the Lakers game. They show him. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah. And honestly, when she joined the Sparks, there were probably players. Like, those yeah, are probably Lisa real players. Loeb and uh, who was it? Somebody else I recognized. Were there any? Maybe there were some college coaches at one point. I swear that USC coach is an actual coach. He very well may be. She's so distinctive. Yeah, and- you're right. Oh, my God. That was good. When she She's shot, so sassy. when she shot and she posed, and the coach mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, just just stay like that, stay like that the whole rest of That's, the practice." And you're now a coach. That coach is how my field hockey coach was, and I fucking hated her. That is not the kind of coaching that I do well with. But she made you into the woman you are today. No, she didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I left field hockey. <laughs> uh, to, well, to hell with her, then, Sarah. <laughs> I still miss it. You should, if one of your girls. Because you coach volleyball now. Mm-hmm. If one of your girls does like something flashy, you mm-hmm. should make them stand. I've made Emma take a lap for talking. You made your own daughter take a lap for talking? Yeah. Oh, you are a badass. Yeah. The girls were whispering because I said, oh, for goodness sake, Annie, stop talking. And they were like, your mom said, for goodness sake. I'm like, of all things. You're lucky I didn't make you run a lap. You need to just start making them do suicides. Can't call it that anymore. That makes They're called sense. ladders now. Ladders? Yeah. No, it needs. We need to think you of a better name. Go up the ladder. No, that makes sense, but it sounds like and it needs to be down. more intense. Yeah, I agree. You probably can't call it. So, oh, you go back mm-hmm. down. Yeah, ours were all the way up, and then you do the last one and run back, and you're done. Well, we would do both. Okay, but yeah. You can go back down too. Okay, what else do we have on our list? Um, slow mo. There's some good oh, there slow mo basketball shots where he slam dunks and breaks his ACL. Yeah. Hey, does an what ACL sound like a bone cracking in half? Is I that was that what it sounded? like? There is like a when Ooh. he lands. Like I'm not sure that it might. It can pop. Okay, then maybe yeah. the, this was like a crack. I think. Ooh. Okay. Well, either way, Ooh. there was some good slow mo in this. Uh, I guess her sassy side friend would be her sister. She's the one who's looking yeah. out for her, yeah. at least in the second quarter. She gets her all done up. The mom asking to go get the pearls. That Honey, was go get grandma's pearls. That was uh, <laughs> that. That was a good one too. We've definitely. But seen her them. mom is the one who gives her the back to reality speech. Who's like, I always thought he could do better. He could do better than was her. Was this when she like was sitting she, in the kitchen? Yeah, or something? when she like confronts her uh-huh. and they have their you know out about. What you know? What her mom's role was versus mm. what hers is, oh, and yeah, who yeah, values yeah. who, and because they're on very different paths, and her mom always wanted her to be more girly, you know. Mm. And um, then they come back 
like right before he's getting married and her mom's like, I always thought he could do better than her. And she's like, and what I mean is you, you should and kind of like gives her that extra oomph to maybe take matters into her own hands. That's one trope that I'm glad we don't see that often in these romantic comedies is the the trope of breaking up a marriage the night before. We do see it. <laughs> yeah. a, we do see it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like a shot. You would think romantic comedies sometimes make you think that every third marriage is being broken up the night before. But yeah. it, we saw it in this one. We don't see it in Most all Most people probably shouldn't be getting married, but then they just do it anyway. Or nobody like really stands up. Yeah. Like if you're having that many thoughts about like, should I get married? Shouldn't I get married? But then most people are like, nah, I'm just going to do it. And then they're miserable and then they break up later. Yeah. Listen to the rom-com. Listen to the break rom-com. Up now. Yeah, break, break up the night before. Yeah. <laughs> Save everybody a lot of money. Have a basketball game. Yeah. Well, by then the checks are written though. Can you really to save? certain things. If you, if you cut and <laughs> ran the night before, would you actually save any money? But the bar tab, I guess. Yeah, the but bar. But there's usually a minimum, It right? depends on whether they've purchased the alcohol or if you purchased the alcohol. And brought it. Yeah. And like the the servers and bartenders and stuff. Mm. But the venue's probably paid for, the food's probably paid for, the honeymoon's paid for, your dress, all your shit. When I inevitably get left at the altar, Sarah, I'm going to enjoy oh. that honeymoon for yeah, two by like myself. Yeah, like Ted from Schitt's Creek. That's absolutely what I'm going to do. The guy who, he said, you really have to just let it go before I went down the um, zip line alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be me. I've, I've made my peace with that uh, just now. You create your own reality, so be careful. That's true, I guess. <laughs> okay, what else do we have? Anything? Um, uh, no precocious child, really. No, uh, they're in Los Angeles. Yeah. Which doesn't factor hugely into it, Not but it really. has a feel. Yeah. You know? I mean, the, it has like a 90s LA feel. Yeah. I mean, but had you made it like, you really could have made it in any city and then they just go to a major school. You know, like I, yeah, I don't yeah. think the city was a huge part of it, but I get what you're saying. It had, it had a, a 90s vibe to it, but I don't think that really mattered a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you had to have it be in a city where the dad could be a pro basketball player. Yeah. But but that could have been sunny Orlando. Orlando. SeaWorld and Disney and Putt-Putt Golfing. That's from Book of Mormon. I know it's from Book of Mormon. You sing it probably every other time we're together. Oh, good. There's a lot of physical stuff in this movie. There's I wouldn't not, call it physical comedy. Not comedy. No. no. I don't no. think there's an ounce of physical comedy. Apparently, in this. Uh, the the role was between Shana, Sana, Lord, Sana, and a, an actual basketball player because the director really wanted someone who could play basketball. Mm. So they sent the basketball player to acting school and sent her to basketball training for two months. And she got the role. She said she didn't even know how to dribble or play basketball before. She's like, I'm really proud of, of what I did in that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, no kidding. So she got cast. That's impressive. Yeah. And then and uh, the basketball player must have done horrible in acting school. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to go the other way. I, you would. For, for the camera, yeah. not for an actual basketball game. I think the movie is longer than the average romantic it is. comedy. It's over our. It's... And a little more serious. Yeah. No, I'd agree. There's not a ton of levity. There's not really a lot of levity in it. Is it a comedy? 
there's really not a lot of laughs. Not a ton. It's more, yeah. I mean, he says some pretty good one-liners, like Spalding and the yeah. Nike formal way. But it's more quippy stuff, yeah. you know? And or her calling him, like, Big Head became a, like, that's a thing. But right. I mean, it's not, Yeah, you're right. This it's really, not really isn't that comedic. comedic. Yeah. Some pretty serious stuff, actually. Very like much so. His dad's marriage falling apart because of his cheating and his life falling apart. Her when he and her his mom, knee. yeah, and her, she and her mom fighting, and yeah, yeah. It's more of a rom rom. I mean, well, a then sports that sports rom. Then that break that begs the question. I mean, is that the so subgenre would be sports, a sports? For yeah. Sure. Well, then that begs the question. Like one to ten. Would you call this romantic comedy? I think I already think know where you're landing on this. Again, not Probably if it's a good like movie. Probably like a five. Yeah, I was gonna say this. I was gonna say like a. It's a great movie. I was gonna say like a six, maybe, because yeah. there are some really like cute moments and innocent yeah. moments, and it's so not I like certainly all wouldn't show heavy. it to an alien. Yeah. Oh, I would never show this to an alien. He would be very. I'd have to explain all the rules of basketball to him up front. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> like, why are they yeah. so obsessed with this hoopy hoop? Look at that hoop. But no, you're right. You bring up a really good point. Yeah. It's a. It is a romantic movie, but it's. Mm. Well, the reason I picked it out was. They had in the New York Times like readers write in about their favorite black centered movies, like mm. black directed or black um, starring character movies. And this one got really highly mm. voted. And they called it a rom com. Hmm. It was up there with Spike Lee's She's Gotta Have It and um, something else that. Well, you know what I think it is? Is that any movie that isn't like a. a straight down the pipe serious romantic movie just straight up very serious drama almost you know anything that's a little bit lighter gets classified and just thrown into the yeah. rom-com thing well when it's not. i would say any movie that focuses on a relationship often okay, gets yeah. thrown into the rom-com territory yeah like even though it doesn't fit what the genre really is yeah like you just said with like this one eat pray love comedy. isn't really a rom-com well maybe it is because it has a little bit of that at the end but like they just get thrown all together yeah well because we've had a couple that we like kind of started watching and we'd text and be like no this doesn't fit whatsoever like it just two sits in, yeah. under the tuscan sun and knights in rodanthe i feel like both get thrown into that rom-com genre and what they actually are is mature older woman romances for the older crowd which is totally great and serviceable but don't throw them in yeah to a genre that they aren't actually a part of. Mm -hmm. And so is Autumn in New York. That isn't a comedy. Autumn in New York most certainly was not. That was a just that was just a weird movie. Yeah. Richard Gere is just like I'm still having trouble adjusting after that phew, movie. I her think hat. it just it just changed. Who's this hat for? What her, size is their head? What did you call them? Fascinators or something? Yeah, it's a or fascinator. Like a mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was Head doesn't matter when the hat's Really fucking small. That was definitely, <laughs> that was a lot of things, but a romantic comedy wasn't. And neither is this, but this is a wonderful this movie. This is much better than this is, this is Yes. I, I would love it. I would it. watch this. They could put that on the DVD box better than Autumn in New York. <laughs> they came out the same year. <laughs> oh, no. This was definitely a much better way to spend a day in the theaters. Like, yes. But they both hearken back to a pre-9-11 time of like 90s excess everybody doing well jamming out 
sweetness except one's very east coast one is very west coast and i would argue it doesn't matter so much the location but i feel like this movie definitely read west coast yeah california they needed some tupac in there there very well may have been at one point i wasn't wasn't paying i wasn't keeping (laughs) copious notes on the soundtrack yeah i just i want to be your man playing at the dance was the one that stood out to me (laughs) that one and uh God, there was another one during the dance that was really, really good that I can't remember, but it definitely mm. got my uh, it got my toe tapping quite a bit. Huh. That whole dance scene was great. It was. It was really good. God, like there was a time that I would have loved to go to that, have gone to that dance. Yeah, there was a time I loved, like grade school. I loved going to grade school dances. I would dance grade it up. School. What I would dance what it grade? up. It was like sixth, seventh, and eighth. You could go Ooh. to grade school dances. That's why I asked Emma one time, "Are you gonna?" go to any dances like you're not close to that but you're getting closer and she's mm-hmm. like grade school dances what are those i'm like dances <laughs> in grade school man it's in the name we just had seventh and eighth well because we had maybe ours were just seventh and eighth yeah. grade actually yeah hmm. oh well no just got paid was the song oh. coming into the prom or coming into the the spring fling the spring that fling. i really enjoyed. <laughs> just got paid just got paid friday night parties up in and he's got Feeling that sweet right. white tux on. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie, Sarah. <laughs> Me too. Um, if someone wanted to write us an email, Sarah. They'd go to romcomcomdotcom at gmail.com. And they can find us on Instagram and Facebook should Rom-com-com they choose to. Rom-com-com on Instagram. Cool. Romcomcom.com on Facebook. And what if someone really liked our intro and outro theme, Sarah? They would go talk to Joe at This Is My Suitcase <laughs> off their album, The Keys to Cat Heaven, and the song is called Love. It is a fun song. Yeah, it's a great song. Cool. I had a lot of fun doing this with you, Sarah. I would not have watched this movie on my own, oh, but good. I'm really glad I did. I'm very glad. Even though it wasn't a romantic comedy. It's still romantic. And it was still and beautiful. And just fun. I had fun. Bye. Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> well, like, who can't? I mean, that's what my sister said. She's I, like, what? I bring up Bobby Kennedy probably two to three times a day. Uh, yeah. Well, so does he. Jesus Christ. <laughs>